Asar Thompson has his best game yet of Summer League in the Pistons' win versus the Toronto Raptors and Grady Dick. How impressive was Asar Thompson in this game, and how impressive has he been just throughout Summer League? We're going to talk about that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review. on Whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, that's another great way to support the podcast. Later on the podcast, we'll talk about should a star Thompson be starting this season in the regular season. We'll talk about that a little later. And then we got some more news with Boyan Bogdanovich, or not news, but more rumors concerning Boyan Bogdanovich and some trade rumors. We'll briefly touch on those, um, on that a little bit later. Uh, but first, man, Asar Thompson is impressive, man. He's impressing a lot of people. This past game, um, last night on the 12th, against the Toronto Raptors and Grady Dick, he was extremely, extremely impressive for the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons ended up coming back in this game and winning. They were down by, I believe, over 15 at one point. Um, but they eventually ended up coming back. They eventually ended up coming back and winning, and it was a large part due to their fifth overall pick, who had 17 points, nine rebounds, four steals, three assists, and two blocks in this game. He was 7 of 14 from the field. 1-4 from deep and 2-5 from the free throw line. So, before I... I'm about to... I'm about to sing his praises here for the next, like, six minutes. Um, but before I do that, I know there's going to be people that want to ruin the fun. So, let me just go ahead and say this. It is Summer League. We need to see it happen in the regular season. Uh, we've seen people do amazing in Summer League, and then, some, and then the regular season comes around, and then they're not the same player. They're not doing the same stuff. Like, I understand that it's just Summer League, but we're having fun. And he's been impressive, but I'm fully aware that it's just Summer League. Let me go ahead and, and get this one out the way, too, before we start having fun again. He has stuff that he still has to improve on. His three-point shot is a work in progress. I actually think he hasn't been as confident in even taking threes until this past game. Um, before, he was just not even shooting them. I don't know why that is. I'm higher on his shot coming around than others um, because of why I saw OTE, but I, was not, I, I wasn't happy seeing him just pass up threes. Uh, but this past game, he was actually shooting them. But he has to get better at this shot. Um, his handle has to improve. His hand's a little bit loose at times still. Uh, so he has to improve his handle. Um, so, yes, he's not perfect. He has a lot to work on still. And it's Summer League. With that said, he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. This dude, I cannot wait to see him in the actual Piston uniforms playing next to Kay Cunningham. I cannot wait. This dude in Summer League, he showed... Look, look, I'm going to bring up a former example, a former Piston in Summer League. Stanley Johnson in his second Summer League was dominating the competition. But a lot of it was simply from him just showing how he was stronger than the comp. And in the NBA, he wasn't just going to be stronger than everybody else. He wasn't going to be able to just bully everyone and get to the rim and score as much as he wants. But in Summer League, he was stronger than everybody else. So that right there, you could see him be like, yeah, he's getting a lot of it from that, but will he be able to do that 
once the season starts. I don't know. The stuff you're seeing Asar do, and like I told you guys about OTE, all you guys who said, oh, OTE sucks, OTE is trash. Just like I said for weeks leading up to the draft, I'll say it again right now that you're seeing in Summer League, the stuff that Asar Thompson does translates to whatever damn court you put him on. I, all the people who were who were talking that trash about OTE, thinking that, oh, he's doing it against low-level comp, even though you weren't really watching OTE, didn't even watch his overseas stuff, didn't know what, like, don't, I don't want to start doing that. Let me just calm down real quick with that. I don't want to start going back into the OTE stuff. But either way, the stuff that he does on a floor translates to any floor you put him on. His feel for the game of basketball will translate from a high school court, from a college court, to the OTE court, to a G League court, to an overseas court, to an NBA court. That translates to every area of basketball, and you've been seeing it on display Damn near with every, it feels like almost every possession, you're seeing his high feel and decision-making on display. There was a play early in the game against the Raptors where Asar Thompson left his defender in the dust with a nice behind-the-back move. The screen was coming. He went behind the back the other way, faked the screen, beat his guy in uh, on the drive, got all the way to the rim. He missed the bunny. Now, how many players on the Pistons this past season did we see miss a bunny, miss a layup, fall down, knock it back, or put their head down, knock it back, or just jog back now because they missed the layup. Oh, I'm embarrassed, Bob. How many times do we see that? Instead, with the Sar Thompson, which we've seen, it feels like almost every defensive play after offensive possession, he's he's the last person back, sprints faster than everybody, sprints back, ends up being the first person back in the paint, stops the fast break from happening, gets the defensive rebound, and then immediately throws a full-court pass to, I believe, Tosan, for an and one layup. Just on the money, full court pass, eyes up, incredible feel. This dude, the stuff that he does is going to translate to the NBA. The things that he's great at, the things that he's good at already will translate. His athleticism. He's going to be a 95th percentile athlete. Again, high school, college, OTE, overseas, G League, NBA. He's going to be the same type of athlete. He's going to be a better athlete than almost everybody on the floor, no matter where he steps his steps foot on. His playmaking, he only had three assists, I believe, three or four assists in this game. He should have had like six or seven, at least six or seven, but his bigs are not James Wiseman, Jalen Duran, and Marvin Bagley. And once he's playing with those guys, these passes that he's making in the pick and roll, by the way, I told you guys before the draft, he utilizes this, him and his brother both do it, but they utilize this jump passing and pick and roll and on drives to the rim to really get defenders to focus on them because they know that they know that Sar can jump damn near from beyond the dotted line and dunk the ball or finish the basketball. So as soon as he elevates in the air, they're paying attention to him possibly scoring, and he's just utilizing that to get guys open looks at the rim. They're not always making it because his teammates aren't the best level of competition here or the best level of players, but you're seeing the, the, the passing on display. You're seeing the feel on display. You're seeing the motor, the want to, the, the, the effort. You're seeing all that, and then last but not least, I kid you not, this dude, Asar Thompson, completely wrecked the Toronto Raptors offense and felt like by his damn self all night, one through five. You saw every part of Asar Thompson's defensive potential, every part of his defensive arsenal that I talked about before the draft, you saw it on display. Point of attack was absolutely frustrating the hell out of Grady Dick. 
His screen navigation needs to get a little better. I thought there were some highlights in the game, but there were also sometimes he got absolutely stonewalled by some screens. But the other thing about that is that even when he got really rocked by a screen, he doesn't give up. He gets over, and then he chases. He's so fast, he'll chase over the screen and get back into position to make a play. Just incredible effort on the defensive end. So on ball, off the ball, in the passing lanes, being aggressive at the nail with his uh, long wingspan. He's able to get steals that way. His defensive rebounding has been absolutely fantastic for a guy his size. And the, his ability to then keep his eyes up as soon as he gets the defensive rebound and push the ball forward and get easy layups, just fantastic. And then my favorite part, I had been waiting for him to get a highlight play off of this, and he finally did in this game against the Raptors. The weak side rim protection he is going to be probably the best non-big rim protector in the NBA, I believe, by 2025. By then, hey, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened before, but by 2025, he will be the best non-shot blocking, or he will be the best non-big shot blocking uh, player in the NBA. There was a play, they dumped it, uh, the Raptors drove to the rim, dumped it off to their big guy, he pumped fake, got the big man to fly right past him. Asar, this is even one of those ones where he's rotating down, gets a... a uh, you know, full speed and is able to launch off of it. This was just off straight vert. He was already at the basket sitting there. Off straight vert, jumps up, meets the big at the rim, slams it back down at him. This dude, he, he just makes winning plays. He just makes winning plays. And then not, let's not forget the final or the real go-ahead basket for the Pistons to really put them in position to win the game with about a minute left. He presses up on the ball, forces the pick up. The guy goes to pass the ball to the post. He knocks it up into the air. Out jumps Moses Brown for the ball at the at the apex, takes it the full length of the floor, and then finishes with his left hand on the right side of the rim, flying away from the right from the flying away from the rim, finishes with his left. Then the next possession, I believe it was either the next possession or two possessions after that, he gets a stop, pit, forces an early pickup, forces a turnover, sprints down the floor, and instead of trying to get the ball himself, instead of trying to go to the basket and demand the basketball, he realizes, okay. Me and, um, oh, God, was it Sykes or Sasser? I can't remember if it was Sykes or Sasser on the left side. He realizes him and his teammate have a two-on-one on the left side of the floor. He could just go to the corner and wait for a three, but instead he sets an off-ball screen while they're sprinting in transition and stops the one defender from being able to come out and close out on the piston shooter at the left wing. They get a wide-open three. Cash. Just He just makes winning plays. Th- these are not him... You know, taking advantage. And it's the same thing against an OTE. And then we can wrap it up. This He was not out there dominating the competition because he's just so much athletic than everybody else. He's not out there taking advantage of weak competition by, you know, just imposing his physical will and scoring 30 points and everything. That's not who he is. That's not what he did. He's doing in summer league. That's not what he did in OTE. What he's done is consistently play the right brand of basketball, consistently make the right decisions, consistently play the right way, and make his teammates better. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's what you're seeing in Summer League. He's And that stuff is going to translate to the NBA. I don't know how long it's going to take for this shot to come around. He still has to improve some stuff with his handle. He needs to make it a little bit tighter. But the other stuff that he has, his core game, the stuff he's building off of, that translates to whatever damn court he plays on. Whatever court he plays on, that will translate. He's just a winning basketball player. He makes winning plays. He plays the right way. And his feel and anticipation on a basketball court is special. It's absolutely special. And that's not even including the fact that he's 6'7 with a long wingspan and is an insane athlete. 
I love him. I love this kid, man. Plays the right way. And you guys know how I feel about guys that just play the right way. Love it. Absolutely love him. So, with that, should he be starting for the Pistons this upcoming season? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our lovely sponsors, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at BetterHelp.com and get on your way to being your best self. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and a path forward isn't always clear. We all go through this. We all have times in life where we need some help. We need a little nudge. We need some help deciding what's best for us moving forward. There's nothing wrong with that. Whether you're dealing with decisions around careers, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate through life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything else. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And the best part about this as well is that you can switch therapists just like, just like that. Anytime for no additional charge. You get a therapist, you don't feel like you guys are hitting it off, you don't think that there's a connection there with you guys, you want to get a new therapist. Well, with BetterHelp, you just switch the therapist just like that for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. So I want to thank you guys again for being locked on Pistons, your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. Excuse me. I had the hiccups there for a second. I don't know if you guys heard that. I apologize. Um, hit that subscribe button on the YouTube uh, channel, Locked On Pistons, obviously, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. It's another great way to support the podcast. God, I hate getting the hiccups. It messes with your throat, man. It hurts. Uh, all right, so... Should the Pistons start Asar Thompson? Should Asar Thompson be a starter right out the gate for the Detroit Pistons this upcoming season? And you guys just heard everything I said about Asar that I really love and that I think he's already good at. And all those things that I mentioned, I feel like are are probably number one for me at the top of list that the Pistons needed to add this offseason. Athleticism on the wings, defensive capability on the wings, versatility on the wings, decision-making, feel, playmaking, secondary creator, all that stuff, I think they needed on the wings. And Asar Thompson brings that. However, it doesn't look like he's going to be able to bring shooting right out the gate. And that's something they also need as well next to Cade, next to Jay and Ivy. They need shooting. I'm going to say Cade because right now I want to really focus on Cade Cunningham Um, because that's who I want to build my roster around. The other guys are great. Jay Ivey's great. Jalen Duran's great. But I, I want to build this roster and this lineup around Cade. So, I think Asar would be would bring things that the Pistons desperately have needed. But he doesn't bring shooting. So, what? here's the decision here. It goes deeper than just Asar. It depends. Do you feel strongly enough on the Pistons' lack of defense this past season? Do you think that was more important than some of the shooting? Do you believe starting Asar will help get stops, and you can run faster in transition? Do you want to run? Do you want to be a fast team? Do you want to get looks in transition and fast break opportunities? That's something you got to consider. 
And then here's the next thing you got to consider. Isaiah Stewart was just given a four-year extension. In my opinion, if you are going to start Asar Thompson, and maybe they don't, they just don't, they don't want to start Asar right out the gate, and that's fine. But if you do decide that you want to start Asar Thompson, which I think there's many positives of doing so. Again, they desperately need some defense in the wings, badly. Even if he's going to be raw as a prospect defensively and early in the NBA as a rookie, I should say, like most rookies are. His base level of defensive ability will be miles ahead of whatever the Pistons had this past season. Like is that like his base level will be better. His his again, I don't want to go into worship, worshiping Asar again, but just his field defensively, his ability to make rotations, make plays, ability to find the open guy, make the right decisions, all that stuff at his size, his athleticism, that's something they desperately have needed on the wings, and he fills an immediate need. I think that just makes them better. But there's other reasons why to not start. But anyways, if you were to decide, okay, we need all of that. That All of that makes us a better team instantly, despite the fact that he won't be a great shooter out the gate. The other stuff is more important and it's more viable for us as a team right now. If you do decide that, Isaiah Stewart was just given that four-year extension. If you start Asar, I don't think you can start Stu. And I think Stu, to the fan base and to the front office, it seems, I think I take a little guess. At this point in time, might be higher on the priority list for the Pistons. So I doubt that they choose start Asar over Isaiah Stewart. I, I doubt it. My overall point is though, is that if you're going to start Asar Thompson, you de- you definitely need a shooter at the four, because then I- I'm completely. You guys know this. I'm completely cool. I talked about this a lot with having multiple ball handlers on the floor. I think that's where the NBA is trending towards now. You guys also know that I'm in favor of just getting Cade three shooters and a lot of threat and just letting him go Luka Doncic type of style, pick out a mismatch and go crazy. I think he could do that too. Now, I don't think the Pistons want to do that. Next best thing, I do think having multiple ball handlers to attack gaps, make kickouts, make reads, et cetera, et cetera, is great. There is a point where you get too far with that and just ignore shooting. So, like, if they were to go Cade, Ivy, Asar, and Stu, and Duran. Now you're you've you've went too far the other direction. You can you don't want to get too extreme with anything. And now you've done went too far the other way because now there's a very good chance you may just not have any shooting out there, and that's just you can't do that. You need to have a balance of some sort. So if they were to start Asar, they would have to start either Boyan or Livers, and that will probably we'll talk about that a little bit later with the new trade rumors with Boyan picking up. But that's why it's going to be incredibly interesting. Does the contract extension for Isaiah Stewart does completely wrap up the starting four spot. Like, is he just, we gave him that contract, he's our starting power forward. Is that how they feel? Because if that's the case, I don't think there's any way Asar Thompson starts. And I don't think you should start him in that case. Um, because you can't just have no shooting. And then they maybe just start Boyan there um, at the three. And then they rock with Cade, Ivy, Boyan, Stu, Duran. I can see that. If that's how they view Isaiah Stewart. But... If what we're going to talk about later is true with Bojan, if it's true, are they trying to get a deal done to get a starting power forward, a starting forward, which has been in my top three list for needs for the Pistons. It was defense, starting four, and shooting. That was my top three in going into the offseason. If, if, if this new stuff with Bojan, or it's not, let me not say new. I don't want to tease you guys, make you think there's like some trade that's being discussed. It's just, 
you'll see later. But if they do trade Boyan and package some guys with them with some picks or whatever, some second rounders with a Bagby contract or a Killian Hayes contract, if they do that and go get a starting four that can shoot, now I think you see a legit possibility um, that Asar Thompson plays at the starts immediately out the gate. It all depends, though. It all depends on what they want to do at the four position, in my opinion. Um, I've said before that I would love playing Livers at the four position because I think he gives the perfect balance of shooting and defense. He just I don't think he's individually more skilled than Boyan. I don't think he's individually um, a, a better scorer or whatever. He's like That's not what he is. But I think he gives a perfect balance and exactly what you need next to Cade, which is a guy who just plays defense, will catch and shoot threes, will rebound the ball, make the extra pass if he has to, and won't try to do anything he can't do. Like, that's all you need next to Cade. And there's you either get a too far off of defense and no shooting with, with you know, maybe Asar, who can't really shoot. It doesn't look like he'll be able to shoot out the gate. Or you'll get Boyan, who's shooting absolutely zero defense. If you want a balance between the two so your offense or your lineup doesn't tank one side of the floor, I feel like Livers is, like, your best option at this point. I do think that a Cade, Ivy... Asar, Livers, Duran is will be the best lineup this season. I think at the end of this season, when you look back at which lineups had the best net rating, which lineups succeeded the best, I think that lineup will be will end up being their best lineup. Doesn't mean I think they'll start. Doesn't mean I think they'll close all the time with that lineup. But I think that lineup probably will be their best one. But again, it all depends what they do with the four position. If the extension means Stu is penciled in, no matter what, as the starting four, I don't think we see Asar Thompson start this season. Um, unless Stu proves to be, you know, what you guys believe he is, which is the Atlanta version of Al Horford. If he proves to be that, um, then, yeah, you could start Asar Thompson. But if he's not that level of shooter and it's not demanding, I mean, let me stop. Because before you, you guys are going to try to be literal with that and start trying to pick holes on that. Yes, I'm aware that Al Horford didn't start shooting threes like that really till the end of that and to his next tenure. So, just a level of shooter of Al Horford in his best shooting form is what I'm saying, and draws gravity out there, then, yeah, you can start Asar Thompson. But if he's not doing that, if he's shooting 33% from the floor and guys are leaving him wide open like they did this past season and not really paying him attention off ball, no, you can't. You just won't be able to start Asar Thompson this season. So I'm interested to see what the Pistons do at the forward position if this does mean uh, Stu is just penciled in. Um, or if they're going to try to get another four uh, in a trade, if they do trade Boyan, because if they do get a shooting four and Stu's just like the bench four, I then would, yes, I would definitely start Asar instantly at three. Like, it would be not a hesitant thought at all. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kukahill. How do you guys feel about starting a star this season? What depends? What, what do you think it depends on? Do you guys agree with me? Is there something else that needs to be looked at before you start a star this season? Let me know how you guys feel about all that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. New rumors with Boyan in the trade market. We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Bird Dogs. You guys want some shorts that, you know, are really comfortable, will make you feel a lot better, make you feel comfortable, and make other people look at you and be like, oh, that person looks pretty good. Well, Bird Dogs is it for you. Bird Dogs makes you look good. They stretch Khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way 
better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches so you get way, a, get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice the movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all throughout the day. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. Use promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free Yeti style tumbler for the most comfortable and best feeling shorts out there. That's Bird dogs. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So, Boyan Bogdanovich is still a member of the Detroit Pistons as of right now. And there's been rumors about Boyan Bogdanovich potentially being moved for a while now. For a while. It's been, it's, been, it's been like this for a minute. But I saw yesterday. I don't know when exactly. Um, I don't remember when exactly he said this. But I saw yesterday on Twitter a clip of Tim McMahon, I believe of ESPN, um, Actually, you know what? Let me go ahead and type this in. I'm going to go ahead and type this in and see if I can get... Um, I want to I get the exact quote right in front of me. I don't know why I didn't do that before. But I believe it was Tim McMahon or another one of the ESPN report. I'm almost 100% sure it was Tim McMahon. But he said that the Pistons and other teams are re-engaging in revisiting trade talks for Borjan Bogdanovich as of right now, that they're heating back up a little bit. So, according to what he's heard. So, if that is the case, yes, according to NBA insider Tim McMahon, yep, right here. Okay, I have him right in front of me. So, yeah, I was right. I didn't want to give the wrong person credit for something that they didn't um, they didn't say. But, yeah, it was Tim McMahon. So, this is what I want to this, – this is what my point is by bringing this up. I think eventually – I think eventually Boyan Bogdanovich will be traded. But while I believe that, I don't want the Pistons to trade him unless they're getting a starting four in return. If they are going to trade Bojan Bogdanovic, I want a starting four in return. Or I want multiple picks. That's why I want now. Because the only purpose of trading Bojan now, in my opinion, because if you keep Bojan, you'd be starting Bojan next to Stu, and then Bojan brings adequate enough spacing to start someone like Stu that is a little bit is a question mark right now shooting wise. So if Stu doesn't come along as a shooter, you still have Boyan starting line, but you don't have to worry about the spacing, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why if you keep Boyan, that's what he would really provide there. If you trade him and then you don't get a starting four in return, it wouldn't enable you to be able to start a SAR, which is something I'd like to do right out the gate. And you're giving up one of your best shooters without addressing the ability to start your best wing defender and guy who will impact the floor. While giving up shooting. I wouldn't want to do that. The only way I'd like to do that is if the Pistons are getting some 
pretty good picks. Like, if they're getting two, three picks, I'd love it. Then, okay, I don't care what we get. But it'll be interesting to see what exactly, if Boyan even gets traded before the season. In my opinion, there's been way too much smoke for there not to be fire. He's been in the trade rumors for over a year now, it feels like. Um, actually, it hasn't even been a year since he's been on the Pistons. Let me not say that. It, ever since, like, December of his first season with the Pistons, he's been in trade rumors. Even November, I think you could go back. He's been trade talks uh, across the league, trade rumors across the league. There's too much smoke to not be fire. So if they do trade him, I'd like a starting level four that can shoot back so you can then start Asar or give me multiple picks. Um, <clears throat> and just to throw this stat out here, this is this is just to give you an idea of the kind of spacing <clears throat> excuse me, the Pistons would be dealing with if they got rid of Boyan and then just started Stu and a, and a lesser shooter at the three position. So this was tweeted out by NBA University yesterday on Twitter. Um, highest efficiency field goal percentage on unguarded catch-and-shoot field goal attempts, minimum 100 shots uh, taken. Boyan comes in at number three on this list, 76.3 efficiency field goal percentage on unguarded catch-and-shoot threes. He's third in the entire NBA. So his gravity is legit. His shooting is legit. Would I like to trade Boyan? Yes, you guys know I've been on the on on the side of trade Boyan for picks and now or a starting four. Use him to get a starting level four. If you can't get either of those things, then yeah, I'd just keep him because his gravity and his shooting ability will be great for K this season. Those are the only two ways I trade him. I'd like to get one of those things. I think the Pistons can, but if they can't, then yeah, just hold on to him. But anyways, that's he's third. The bottom three on this list is Jalen Smith, Jabari Smith, and Isaiah Stewart on unguarded catch-and-shoot threes. And he has a lot of these attempts. So my point is, if you trade Boyan and don't get a starting level three-point shooter back just to star star, you are going to deal with some massive, or unless Stu takes his crazy jump as a shooter, you are going to have some legitimate questions to spacing in the starting lineup if they want to start a star, which I'd like to do. So... Um, if they do trade Boyan, I'm just really interested in the package they get and what they're actually targeting. I think it's very clear what you should be targeting if you trade Boyan. So starting four, they can shoot. So you can start Asar, your fifth overall pick, and get him accustomed to playing with Ivy, Cade, figuring out the best way to use all those guys since those guys will be your main guys moving forward. That's what I would do, but we'll see what happens. Um, let me know in the comment section down below how you guys feel about that. What do you guys think they're going to do with Boyan? What should they do with Boyan if they do trade him? Let me know all of that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Free and available on your podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe. Go Pistons. Until next time, peace out.